Hello and welcome back to the How to Make Maple Syrup podcast. I'm glad you've joined us. Today we're going to be talking about my top five tips for boiling maple syrup outdoors. Some of those tips and tricks I've picked up over the years, things that I've found really handy, things I've determined through making some mistakes, and I hope that you can find this helpful. Cue the intro music. this point in time, I've been boiling maple syrup for quite a long time, spanning from when I was a kid with my parents till now with my family. And I want to share with you some of the top five tips that I've learned over the years that have made boiling maple sap outside so much easier. I hope that one or more of these tips may help you in your maple syrup journey. By the way, are you enjoying the podcast? Is it providing value for you? Would you share it with a friend or family member? I'd really appreciate it. And if you have any comments or questions, send me an email at howtomakemaplesyrup at gmail.com. Howtomakemaplesyrup, all one word, at gmail.com. All right, when it comes to boiling maple sap, maple syrup outdoors, a lot of us have the basics down, probably been doing it for a while. And I know that I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, especially early on. I'm not afraid to admit that. That's how we learn. But it would have been nice to have been able to sit down with someone and hear some of their struggles and what they've learned so that you don't have to make all of those mistakes by yourself. And so that's what this is. So let's sit down, let's have a chat, get comfortable, and let's hear about some of the mistakes, yes, but also the tips and tricks that I've picked up over the years. And hopefully it can help to jumpstart your maple boiling and make things just that much easier. All right, my top five tips and tricks for boiling maple sap outdoors. The first one is use a propane boiler. Okay, I know there's a lot of people out there that boil over a wood fire, and that actually is really fun. I've done that many times in the past. It's really fun. It can be a family event that goes on for the entire day, and that can be really cool. But over the years, I've transitioned to using a propane boiler, and these are the reasons. You can start and stop boiling pretty much on a dime. So if you need to run to the store quickly, you need to take someone to a sporting event, something like that, you can turn off the boiler, put a cover on it, leave it be, and leave right away. You don't need to worry about trying to put out a wood fire. Another reason is that you get less smoky flavor of your sap. I know there are ways to try to direct that smoke away from the sap, but invariably with some wind, you end up getting some of that ash into the maple syrup, and it just gives it a little bit of a smoky flavor. Not necessarily a bad thing, but something to be aware of. Any propane boiler should work. Sometimes people call these turkey fryers, where you deep fry a turkey. By the way, they also work really good for boiling sweet corn. If you're a fan of sweet corn, these propane boilers work really well for that. But you've seen these. It's a You hook it up to a small propane tank, you put a pot on it, and you're set to go to boil your maple syrup. Another thing that's really nice about using a propane boiler is that you can deliver a lot of heat very fast. The propane boiler that I use delivers, I think it's 200,000 BTUs. So that's a lot of heat that you can generate for your boiling at the snap of a finger. You can start it and stop it really quickly, generate that heat very fast, get that boiling started really quickly, and that can really be a benefit. I love mine. I'll put a link to the one that I use in the show notes in case you're looking for a good one, but any propane boiler or turkey fryer that you have should work. Okay, tip number two. This is a tip that I picked up a while back and it just really helped him for planning purposes. And the tip is boil a known quantity at a time. So I found that boiling in quantities of about five gallons or multiples of five gallons works really well because then I can predict really well how long it's going to take to boil that sap down. So I kind of have it down to a five gallon batch, 10 gallon batch, or 15 gallon batch. 
And by doing it within those known quantities, I know exactly how long it's gonna take to boil. And then another thing that can be really helpful is by starting with a known quantity of sap, you can calculate at the end when you're completely done, what was the sugar content of your trees? That can be really helpful to know how much syrup you're gonna get at the end of your tapping season. And plus it's just kind of fun to know what the sugar content of your trees is. So by boiling a known quantity of sap, it really helps you be a little bit more organized and a little more efficient in your maple syrup boiling. So for me personally, boiling about five gallons of sap seems to take take about four hours from start to finish. So that way I know if I have a good four hour stretch, I could just boil down five gallons of sap. If I have an entire day, maybe I've got eight hours or even 12 hours, I can do 10 gallons or 15 gallons. And it's really easy to plan that way. Okay, third tip. Whatever operation you have, whatever your heat source, your fire is, protect your boiler from the wind. So a moderately windy day can extend your boiling by up to 30% or longer in my experience. So if you're boiling and you're expecting it to take four hours and suddenly you've got a windy day, that can extend to five hours or even more. So set up your operation in a non-windy spot. And if you can't do that, at least try to put baffles or some sort of protection around the sides of your boiler so that you're not getting wind. Because what happens when that wind hits your heat source, it's blowing that heat away. That convection is taking the heat that's generated by your fire, your flame, and convecting that away somewhere else. You're not getting all of the heat concentrated on your boiling vessel, and it's just gonna take a lot longer to boil. So if you have some place where you can set up your boiler where it's in a less windy spot, maybe on a certain side of a building or something like that where you're protected from the wind, or if you can choose a non-windy day to do your boiling, that's really gonna help a lot in terms of shortening the amount of time and expense and wood or whatever you're using to boil that you need to end up using. All right, tip number four for boiling maple sap outdoors is concentrate the heat on your boiling pot or pan. It sounds obvious, but don't let any excess flame escape by going up the sides or out and around from your boiler. You really want to, if you can, increase the surface area of your boiling. And so use a large pot with a larger diameter or even use a boiling pan and try to get that wide and shallow. That will increase the rate of evaporation and decrease the amount of time you need to spend boiling. This episode of the How to Make Maple Syrup podcast is brought to you by me, Richard Tomlinson. I think you are a great person, and you are a quality individual. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And now, back to the show. And finally, tip number five, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, episode 17, so you might remember this from that, but remove any ice from your storage buckets. This is kind of critical because you're trying to increase the sugar concentration of your sap. That's ultimately what boiling is doing. You want to try to get rid of as much water from your sap before you start boiling as possible, and that will shorten the amount of time you spend boiling as well. So you can use methods like reverse osmosis, which was discussed in a previous podcast. Go check that one out if you're interested. But a really quick way to do that is if you have your sap stored in a place where the sap is going to freeze, any ice that is generated in that bucket or storage vessel is going to have a lot less sugar content than anything that remains liquid in your storage vessel. So if you can pull out any extra ice, that's going to have a sugar concentration of less than about half a percent. And so if you're okay with that, throw that out and it's going to increase the sugar concentration of any of that remaining liquid sap that you have in your storage vessel. So that can shorten the amount of time that you need to spend boiling pretty significantly. 
All right, that's my last tip. A lot of these tips and additional information is on the website at practicalmechanic.com slash maple syrup. So be sure to check that out for a lot of this information and other resources. And as always, if you found it useful, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. And shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. How to make maple syrup at gmail.com. Okay, I guess I didn't realize anyone would listen to the podcast for this long. You're diehard, you're thorough, I can appreciate that. I feel like I should say something else. Okay, here's tip number six. This is secret tip number six. Bonus tip number six. For boiling your maple sap outside. What you'll find while you're boiling is that foam will start to develop on the top of the sap. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you develop too much of it, it can impede the evaporation process of the sap. It kind of acts like an insulating layer. So you want to get rid of that foam. Another reason you want to get rid of the foam is because it'll help to cut down on the cloudiness of the final product. So tip number six is this. Take a skimming spoon or a strainer, something like that, and just skim off all of the foam that develops on top of the sap while you're boiling. That'll increase the evaporation rate and it'll also decrease the cloudiness of your final syrup. All right, and that's it. There's no more tips. Okay, now the podcast is officially over. Until next time, this is Richard Tomlinson signing off. Have a great week.